0: After nearly a year of bid protests, the legal fight over the Defense Department's JEDI cloud contract is finally coming to a close. The government and Amazon Web Services both filed their arguments in defense of JEDI last week, saying a federal court should toss out a challenge filed by Oracle. If the court agrees, it would pave the way for DOD to make a final award in the up to $10 billion procurement about a month from now. Federal News Network's Jason Miller and Jared Serbu have been following the JEDI saga from the beginning. They join me now in studio to bring us up to speed on the latest legal arguments. And gentlemen, this reminds me of an elderly aunt. If there was a family argument, she would say, let's just forget the whole thing. But that's not going to happen in this case.
1: Jared, what is the latest? The, the latest is – this is this is almost the closing arguments, you could say, on the part of the government and on, on the part of AWS. They're going to have the chance to file one more reply brief before the judge issues his final ruling expected, as you said, in about a month from now. But, you know, th- th- this – just talking about the government's piece of this, it's a more than 80-page filing with a lot of nuanced legal arguments. But if you had to sum it up, I think you could characterize it as, you know, the government arguing that contracting officers as a general matter have an enormous amount of discretion – and especially when you're dealing with a national security system, which is what the Government Accountability Office also leaned on when it ruled in the government's favor and shut down the bid protests that Oracle had filed at that level. There's a, there's a few different areas in which they're urging the judge to Um, just rely on the discretion of the contracting officer here. One is the entire issue of conflicts of interest that Oracle has alleged from the beginning involving at least three different uh, people who worked for DOD during the planning process for Jedi and who had uh, ties to Amazon Web Services. They're saying that um, the the two particular employees, Deep Ubi and Victor Gavin, who, who both went on to work for AWS again, may have had some issues, but the contracting officer investigated those issues found that there may have been some ethical violations, but that they did not impact the planning process for the JEDI procurement or, or taint it negatively in any way, so we can dispose of those. Another area where they're asking the judge to to just accede to the contracting officer's discretion is in another major area that Oracle has complained about, which is how the entire procurement was structured as a single award IDIQ contract. They say that the, the contracting officer read the federal acquisition regulation completely fairly and concluded that there were for several reasons why not only could DOD award this as a single award contract, but they, that the DOD must award it as a multiple award contract. And they point to a few different clauses in the FAR um, that, that that justify that, and as I said, indeed require that in their in their view. One of which is just a, a catch-all term that says, you know, they concluded that this would not be in the best interest of the government to go the traditional multiple award IDIQ route. Also, that DOD would end up paying more if it did a multiple award. And that, uh, you know, the the, the potential benefits and they acknowledge there would be some benefits of a multiple award would outweigh the costs of of just the administrative burden of doing it in that way. Okay, And Jason Miller, what is Amazon saying in its closing
0: argument?
2: Interestingly enough, it's saying almost the exact same thing. Now, it's not word for word. And no, they didn't copy off each other. I'm not claiming that. But they make a lot of the same arguments. And in fact, they are maybe even a little harsher against a lot of Oracle's claims saying, listen – DoD has the ability to create the gates, right? They've had a lot of time spending on the gate criteria, the evaluation factors, if you will. And they said because Oracle didn't meet the gate criteria, all the rest of this is really moot. We, we, they 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 aren't prejudiced. They aren't really impacted. They and and even if they were impacted, it doesn't matter because they don't qualify to to, be, to to really be a provider on this contract. And a lot of what Jared talked about in terms of the contracting officer, a lot of what AWS put in there was stuff we had heard before about the contracting officer determination about, for instance, uh, some of the decision making. What, what I thought that was interesting that maybe I hadn't seen before was how specific the uh, AWS timeline in terms of what happened and when in terms of Oracle and in terms of the the Jedi procurement. So let me just run through quickly. They, they talk about Mr. Ubi's. Uh, involvement. They said he left, he recused himself in October 2017, and then they go through, okay, this is what happened in in, in December of 2017, initial requirements for Jedi. Um, March, April, May of 2018, published draft solicitations.
0: So requirements after Ubi left, left recused, himself. recused himself. So
2: how can he have had an impact on the requirements when they de- developed them after he left? Got it. And I think that was one main point that Oracle kept bringing up in their filings is, hey, the there's a conflict of interest because not only did he was he talking to Amazon about a job, he was involved in the development of the procurement. And, of course, Amazon and the, I think the Justice Department lawyers have said all along, actually, he wasn't. His role was very minor, and they continue to make that claim in these filings. All
0: right. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller and Jared Serbu. These arguments now are at the judge, and it's a single judge. It's not a jury here, correct? Correct. Correct. So what happens next? The judge has to rule – What precisely is he going to rule on and when can we expect that?
1: Well, there's going to be a little bit more lobbying of paperwork back and forth, so the next thing that's going to happen is Oracle will respond to what AWS and the government have just filed, and then they, in turn, will get to reply to what Oracle filed. And then that will be the last stage, that the judge is expected to hold oral arguments where everybody will get in the same courtroom and and argue it out face-to-face, and then sometime shortly thereafter we do expect a decision from the judge uh, midway through July. Now you both
0: read deeply through these documents and found some pretty sharp elbows going on too. This is almost personal sounding.
2: Absolutely, that this is. Uh, they did not hold back their opinion. I mean, let me just read you one part that that uh, AWS wrote. Basically, they said that that so much of what uh, Oracle has put out there are misleading excerpts. They talk about a house of cards are going to fall. They really bring in all the really interesting pieces and parts that say, listen. Even if this is true, it doesn't matter because of these reasons. And they said even if this is this is potentially had an impact, which it didn't. Oracle's arguments are are failing the misinterpretations of the law. They even at one point, Tom. This was one of my favorite lines. They said that Oracle was using quote unquote tortured legal interpretations. I don't think I've heard that phrase before. Tortured legal interpretations. Wow, Jared.
1: And and getting back to the point Jason made a little bit earlier about the gate criteria, that's, that's really a key piece of Oracle's claim here because one, one of their main, main arguments here is, Look, the government didn't really even look at our proposal because they shut us out because of these gate criteria and I'll just explain briefly how those work. One of the key ones was the government or DoD said at the outset that you in order to have your have your proposal considered in the sort of the final round, you need to, for example, be able to show that in January and February of 2018 you had enough commercial cloud work that moving Jedi into your environment would not cause jedi to make up more than half of your workload because we don't want we don't want this you know we, we don't want your cloud services to be dominated by the government we want them to be dominated by the commercial mar- marketplace so we can continue to get innovation. Oracle has argued that that makes absolutely no sense because if that if you know if that time benchmark had been moved back just one month they would have easily cleared that gate so that the January and February measurement point is completely arbitrary and nonsensical. So here's what the government says in response to Oracle's claim they say I'm quoting here, Oracle's odds of being awarded the JEDI contract are slim, even if the gate criteria it challenges were removed. Contrary to the suggestion in its brief, Oracle is not in the same class as Microsoft and AWS. Um, Pretty serious criticism of Oracle uh, for, for a court filing. And Jason, this case, which we could call Oracle gate, I guess,
0: is taking up a lot of CIO time at the Defense Department and they've got a lot of other cloud activities going on. So this really needs to be cleared so they can get on with other business.
2: You're absolutely right. I mean, we talk about cloud, whether it's Air Force or Army or DoD at large. But one of the biggest areas, Tom, is the fourth estate consolidation that's going on that under DISA. And, in fact, uh, the DoD-CIO just released guidance uh, um, about a month ago. But I think it's just really getting out now. And really what they're saying is – Make decisions about mill cloud versus Jedi. But if you need to wait for Jedi, that's fine to wait for it. So they must feel confident that Jedi will get awarded because they're telling some people in the fourth estate like DLA and DCMA that, hey, if you plan to use it, you can you can wait till it's up and running.
0: All right. So possible blue sky, Federal News Network's Jared Serbu and Jason Miller. Thank you both. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Check out their stories at federalnewsnetwork.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely.